0: The Bill Michael Show. We are at Stoli's Hog Alley. We're out here in Oconomowoc. Technically, it's Summit. I always got to say that because uh, I've always said it's in Oconomowoc or Delafield right in between. And every time I do, uh, usually you get somebody that is uh, from the town of Summit that comes in and says, Hey, hey, give us our props. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to Kohler. You know, you got a Kohler and then you got over there on the lake. It's a different municipality, but they still call it Kohler. And uh, they, they take offense. It's like, no, it's not. So I want to make sure I uh, include our friends from Summit in that as well. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to find us, that's the way. You can also hit us up via email. Try that. Uh, You've got thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Our buddy Steve, as a matter of fact, says, hey, I've been looking at the NFL draft for uh, the year. And I agree about Mayor. Uh, I think there's two very intriguing tight ends in the draft. Uh, Dalton Kincaid from Utah and Darnell Washington from Georgia can also be had in rounds two or three. I also like the edge rusher Luke Van Ness from Iowa. Van Ness reminds me of a little bit of Clay Matthews. Great size, 6'6", with really good speed. Benny says keep an eye on Justin Rose at Pebble Beach this weekend. He said I'm not saying that he's going to win it. But I think he's going to be right there come Sunday. And lastly, safe travels to Arizona. I'm looking forward to next week. Radio Row. I think that's really the best week of the year for the Bill Michael Show. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Uh, Justin Rose, you got him, Ben?
1: I don't like Justin Rose. Not this weekend, or you just don't like him at all? Man, nah, in general. He's playing well, though. That was a big call, <laughs> so though. you don't like him. Okay. I mean, he's tied for third right now, you know? <laughs> I, too, think he will be a part. Okay. I'm kidding. He'll be close. You just don't like him. Whatever.
0: I don't like. Why him. don't you? Why don't you like Justin Rhodes? Just just because personality wise, something conflicts with
1: what it is you have within you. He he's always just irritated me for no reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, there you
0: go. I oh, got gotcha. you. Uh, what else do we have here? This is from Mike, who says. Uh, Looking forward to the Waste Management Open, are you guys going to be attending? And if you guys were out there and Ben was with you, which what which where which place would Ben go to? Where would he end up? Ben, would you choose the Waste Jails. Management Open over your job? Yeah <laughs> I was gonna say, where would you end up? Yeah, that'd probably be about it. You'd be parked at 16 with a bevy of cans in your hand, hoping for the best possible scenario, I think, right?
1: So you're asking, would I go to work or would I go drink on a golf course?
0: Uh, I think that answer is obvious. My point. I think you'd give up your job to be able to go drink on a golf course, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why that's I live thought. in Wisconsin where there's no golf course open. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, this one's from uh, our friend Mark who said, uh, talking Badger hoops. Uh, he said, I think they're going to be NIT-bound at best. They just don't have enough shooters to be sustainable, uh, especially if you start to look into the tournament when you need big shots down the stretch. Who are you going to go to? Um, that's, that's a good question for when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Badger basketball. They, like last night, they went cold in the second half. And just, you know, like I said, a couple of turnovers, couldn't buy some shots at times. But um, just didn't look uh, didn't look awesome, you know. Chucky Hepburn obviously solid. It, it, who, who are you going to go to? You going to go to Crowl Hepburn? Who are you going to go to if you got to make one shot, final shot of the game, Ben?
1: It sounds very cliche, but I'd go with the hot hand. It seems to change every game. I, Hepburn's the easy answer, but there are some games where he's so off. So I could say a Seijin. Uh huh. If, if he is a hot hand, I go to him. If Crowell's the one scoring, it's true. Like they've been hot and cold across the board. Um, your <sighs> the best
0: percentage shooter you have, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, is Stephen Crowell, right? I think Crowell's your best guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of those buckets are from two feet,
0: right? but he's probably your best field goal percentage shooter. Uh, Three-point shooter, we'll say, that is Chucky Hepburn. <laughs> Chucky Hepburn, um, nobody shoots really well beyond the arc. Nobody does on this team. Um, Chucky Hepburn's about it. And that's what I'm saying. So if you've got to hit, say, a big bucket from the corner or a bucket at the top of the key or a bucket beyond the arc, it's probably Chucky Hepburn, but I agree with you. And, and when you say that, Ben, when you say, well, you go with a hot hand, you're correct, but that also tells you you don't have that consistent shooter to go to.
1: Which that is a well, big problem. Which is,
0: exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I, to answer your email, I, I don't know who I'd go with. You know, you, you look at Chucky and probably say he'd be the guy, but, you know, like Ben alluded to, that we've seen so many times where it just goes cold the sh- you know and the shooting just ooh sometimes it's just i don't know it's kind of a can be kind of atrocious for lack of a better term but you know hey get a few more wins find yourself maybe uh, on the bubble or getting into the tournament and then see what happens you know at least you can say you're there and you keep getting some of these young guys that type of experience They're, you know you, you can't you know i know NIT gets you tournament experience as well but it's not the same we all know that it's not the same because uh, for the nit, I'm not. I, I'm not sitting there with the TV on, my feet propped up, uh, in what underwear I have, watching that game with thin mints. It's not the same. I'm just saying. There's your visual of the day. Uh, <laughs> um
1: Bill, we here you some... go. Oh yeah. Breaking news out of the NBA.
0: It? I just saw that. Yeah. Um, so not only last night did we have a Donny Brook broke out when uh, Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell went at it last night, and there was a punch to the crotch and dirty play, and then benches cleared and the fight spilled into the front Point. row of the fans. So uh, now you've got the Brooklyn Nets All-Star Kyrie Irving once out, once out. Uh, I people, David. <laughs> His people have informed the, uh, the Nets uh, that uh, he wants to move on. He wants to get out by the trade deadline. Or he will be gone in free agency, doesn't want to come back. So the, uh, the, the all-star that is Kyrie Irving, who has played well. But would you want Kyrie Irving on your team? He has been so, he's a lightning rod for so many things that are on the negative side. But would you want Kyrie Irving on your team now? And I don't know what kind of capital they have. I haven't gotten that into the analytical side of things when it comes to the Lakers. But uh, the Lakers are trying to make a move to bring in another shooter to try to find some help for LeBron, to try to get them a couple of wins to where they can find themselves in the postseason. And who knows, it goes off and running from there. That would be an incredible compliment to LeBron. But could Kyrie exist in L.A. with the other guys that are there and Westbrook and – and and Anthony Davis and and can he co- coexist with the egos that are already on the floor? You know, he always has said, "Oh, it's, I'm, it's not me," but then again, he's always involved in something. Always got something to say and always seems to be a lightning rod. And would Kyrie Irving even be a fit out there? Could they even fit him in? But uh, who knows? But the Brooklyn Nets All-Star has said he wants out of Brooklyn. Um and then, obviously, I had mentioned that you had the, the fight last night. Did you see that fight? Punch to the groin last night. Who does that, man? I thought we're beyond that now. Who does that? Mitchell, I, you know, now, now Brooks apparently has been labeled a dirty player for a long time. And uh, last night, Donovan Mitchell standing. Uh, now, Brooks goes down. And he you know, Donovan Mitchell kind of standing above him. And Brooks turns around and just for lack of a better term throws the elbow and the fist right into his crotch. Just punches him right in a right in the junk. And then he throws the basketball at him and then down they go and it's it it was on and then the bench is cleared security came out. You know, Garland was right there jumping into it trying to grab security people. Brooks is on the ground. Mitchell's going at it with him and uh, then they spilled into Uh, They were on the baseline. They spilled into the front row of the fans. The fans were down there getting involved. You could see a couple of people kind of diving out of the way. One guy's protecting his beer. One woman is filming the whole thing. She was sitting there in the front row. She's filming the whole thing. It wasn't the best of look. So, you know, you've got the Cavs guard, Donovan Mitchell, now accusing Memphis' Dylan Brooks being a dirty player and they both got ejected. You know there's going to be suspensions for throwing punches and such and probably just for the fact that they uh, you know, got into the, the front row of the fans. So the fans got their money's worth last night. That's for damn sure, but that went on. And then you've got uh, more breaking news today coming out of the NBA that Kyrie Irving wanting a trade out of Brooklyn. So there you go. Hey, what Giannis last night after the game started to wax nostalgic about Culver's. Ben, do you have that?
1: Yeah, I can grab
0: it. Yeah, last night, which was, first of all, Giannis drops 54 last night. So it was a cool cool game, and if you stayed up to watch the whole thing, uh, because they didn't get started until 9 o'clock, but yeah, it was kind of cool last night to watch. And, um, you know, Giannis uh, comes up big. They get a win. It wasn't pretty, but they got a win. They battled. They battled the whole night. They've now won six in a row. So the Bucks seem to have things at least put a little bit back on track. And uh, Giannis, after the ball game last night, uh, you know, talked a little bit about, uh, talked a little bit about, um, uh, I, he just started talking about Culver's. So here's what he had to say. Last time I went to,
2: um, I went to Chick-fil-A and uh, got the nuggets. But now tomorrow I think I'm going to go to uh, Culver's. You know, I'm going uh, to go get uh, 50 che- cheeseburgers and uh, I'm going to try to eat as many as I can. And uh, the rest, I uh, have my uh, my son eat them or I give them to my dog. I'm
3: sure they'll be waiting for that. I, I remember about a week ago.
2: Um, you know why I'm going to Culver's? Because uh, Chick Fil A did not give me no free meals. Okay. I know Culver's <laughs> will give me free meals. I trust
0: Culver's. <laughs> so he's making how much money? Like 40 million a year, and he's looking for a free meal. He's going to Culver's. He's going to buy 50 cheeseburgers, try to eat as many as he can. Cheeseburg- Culver's cheeseburgers. You put that much butter burger in you, 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 you're lubing a shoot. That's about the extent of it. You're not doing anything more than that. Uh, for his next game, man, I wouldn't want to be playing behind him on a dribble drive. That's for damn sure, because the word dribble drive might really mean something different at that point in time. You get 50 of those Butterburgers going. Uh, by the way, last night, you cannot go anywhere if you have a call by one Kevin Harlan. And last night when Donovan Mitchell and Brooks went at it, uh, Kevin Harlan on the microphone last evening. Take a listen. Boink. Yeah. Ooh. It's hard to, to know intent Yeah, right there. That's not our job, but that's what started it all. Wow, and then threw him down. Kevin Harlan with a boink. <laughs> Kevin's great. Descriptiveness. I love Kevin Harlan. Uh, let's do this. We got Mike Clements coming up, so stay tuned. We're going to talk with him. Uh, about his thoughts, and uh, we'll wax a little bit as we get ready to wing our way to Arizona. We are broadcasting live today. We are over at Stoley's Hog Alley, and uh, come on out, not only now uh, for the crowd that's here now, but uh, for a little bit later on, uh, because uh, tonight they're going to have a hell of a fish fry. And you want to, I don't know if they even take reservations, but the last couple of times I tried to get in here on a Friday night, it was packed. And they were on like an hour wait. So get here early or get here late, one of the two. But the fish fries are always great. That marble salted marble rye bread is just so good. I get the baked cod, which is absolutely fantastic. Parsley, a little bit of butter, lemon pepper, so good. You can get a Cajun as well. Uh, and then, again, if you want to get the fried cod, more the traditional fish fry. They have walleye. They have perch. So many good things. And uh, then if you're just going to come regular, I mean, they have all the, uh, you know, Stoley 's traditional appetizers and all the different pizzas and such. But it's the grand reopening, and they just uh, finished this beautiful addition and renovated the whole place, as a matter of fact, and it's just awesome. So come out to Lake Country in Oconomowoc and check out our friends at Stoley's Hog Alley. This portion of the program brought to you by Skipper Bud. Speaking of Lake Country, our friends at Skipper Buds, not far from here, as a matter of fact, for the one in Pewaukee, but to the boat show has been a huge success. And uh, get a hold of our buddy Todd. He's the GM over there. Call him, 262-544-1200 or go to skipperbuds.com. But they have yachts. They have pontoons, sport decks, fishing, uh, sport and deck boats, fishing boats and the best in jet water sports and stuff and they've got Mastercraft and Tyga and Scarab and, and Smokercraft and Starcraft and Cruisers and Four Winds and I can go on and on but they got it all and the 2023's are arriving and you get a great deal on the leftovers from the 22, 2022's and the trades and used. So plenty, no reason because you're going to start dreaming about uh, the summertime. Get a, get a hold of our friends at Skipper Buds today. Call Todd 262- 544 1200 262 544 1200 and get yourself on the water this summer. Mike Clemens joining us next on The Bill Michaels Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
4: It's been bubbling and
0: percolating
4: beneath the surface all oh, off-season long, back. to the point, Where's as we you? mentioned, what that the he? Packers' president, Mark Murphy, flew out. From Green Bay out west to meet with Aaron Rodgers, and then the general manager Brian Gutekunst flew out west to meet with Aaron Rodgers, and then the head coach Matt Lafleur flew out west.
3: Obviously, there's some things that are hard sometimes, but you know, as we go down this road, I think you got to keep in mind, you know, how much we want Aaron to be here and how important he is to our organization. So, I think, like I said, I'm optimistic, and we'll we'll see how it unfolds.
0: welcome back to the program we are broadcasting live we are here at Stoley's Hog Alley in Oconomowoc and uh, before we do anything I have to uh, say thank you so much to uh, Jeff and Alicia and uh, for those that are watching on the Bud Light live stream you'll you'll catch this but uh they came out and they brought me uh valentine treats so there you go cupcakes and chocolates and little cakes and all kinds of stuff and they're serving them up right now through valentine's day they had a big uh, lady shopping night here last night that was a big success but uh, alicia jeff's wife came in and said here we're going to give you some valentine's stuff so early valentine's day i'm appreciating that meanwhile mike clemens joining us on the hotline michael how you been bud pretty good
4: last week on the show you had wayne larvey for the whole noon hour right right and wayne came in and and you said well how you doing wayne and he said you know it's it's like getting to be a, you know a typical winter in Wisconsin. It's gray. It's kind of cloudy. Uh, there's snow on the ground, and everyone's uh, worried about you know what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers. It's like you know Groundhog Day, right? Over and over yep, again. Yep. And it got me thinking about yeah you know, yeah you know, how are we on this this winter merry-go-round again every year? Because I remember last year he was signing this contract extension where he was going to finish a Packer. And now, right. you know, what happened to that? It says, I, I had to double-check the date. March of 2022. That was last year, right? Aaron right. Rodgers is being locked up for at least $150 million in three to four years and blah, blah, blah. But then everybody learns more about the contract. Well, this is a void year, and the Packers could get out of it if they want to. But here's, here's Mark Murphy a year ago when asked about if people are uncertain about Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay.
5: I'll say this. There's no way in heck <laughs> that Aaron is not going to be on the Packers. I mean, he's, he is uh, going to be the MVP of the league. Might have had his best year ever. He's our unquestioned leader, and, you know, we're not idiots. <laughs> you remember it that? almost
0: seems Yeah, I do. And it almost seems comical now when you hear it, knowing everything that's been speculative over the last, say, couple of weeks. And since the season ended and since he walked off arm-in-arm arm with Randall Cobb and, and and all of that, and then obviously, you know, even Aaron at one point saying, you know, when asked is, I think it was by Rob Domofsky, you know, does this mean you're a Packer for the rest of your career? And, oh, well, definitely. And now we're talking about the possibility of him not being here. It's, it's bananas, man. Although, although, Mark Murphy has been unusually
4: quiet for months now, hasn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. on sa- yep. Saturday mornings, the first Saturday morning of the month, He does that little letters to the editor kind of thing where he answers fans' questions and everything. Right. But, I mean, Murphy hasn't been available for months, maybe since the last stockholders meeting. So yesterday, Aaron is out golfing, and I think it was an important thing he said this week, Tuesday on the McAfee shows, like, I don't know, but right now this is my free time, okay? I haven't figured out how I'm going to spend my vacation, okay? We we just Mm -hmm. finished up football like two, three weeks ago. And I'm trying to figure out where I want to travel over the next five or six weeks before I decide if and when I want to start lifting weights and be, you know, still be a football player uh, and, and ending uh, going to, to 40 years old. So yesterday, there's this guy named Colt Nost who used to be a PGA golfer. He lives in the Dallas, Texas area. He worked for CBS Sports. He's alongside there, and they're at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and Aaron Rodgers is coming up to the tee, and this happened.
2: Hi, Aaron. Hi, Cole. Got any news you want to share with us?
4: Not
3: going to San Fran.
4: (laughs) You look great with a cowboy star on your helmet.
0: Yeah, um, he was specific, saying he's not going to San Fran. He didn't eliminate anybody else, but I don't want to read too much into it. I think he was just kind of smiling and nodding his head, Mike, but... Uh, everybody wants to know, you know. He's the he's the talk.
4: And now there's this tweet from Devontae Adams talking about, you know, what's going to happen with uh, the Raiders, that the, the Las Vegas people are asking what's going to happen with the Raiders. And right. it's like, you know, Devontae, he's working on trying to get Aaron Rodgers to come to Las Vegas now. So I, as I'm going through some of these things that Rodgers has said in the last couple of years, um, the one thing I can't get over was this chat that we had, that I had with him uh, during a, a, a closed conference thing where we, the Aaron Rodgers' memory. I mean, he remembers all of this stuff. Every single, every quip, every quote, everything that was said in the meeting, every, you know, every suggested uh, quote or things that are out there. And we talked about how just incredible his memory is sometimes.
3: Max McGee and Paul Horning and Fuzzy, and Willie Davis, Ray Nitschke, you know, that's, that's what I dreamt about being a part of an organization that had that kind of excellence. Vince Lombardi, all the quotes that he, he has that, you know, still resonate to this day. The trophy is named after him for a reason. Our city is nicknamed Titletown for a reason. It's a special place to play.
4: You remember everything you remember, you know, Spock lines from Star Trek for the Voyage Home, and do you do things like Star Trek? The, the Wrath of Khan. That's a good one. You, you probably know the whole dialogue. <laughs> do you? I know you've done that probably since as a kid. It's it's fun. It's competitive trivia and all that. But how much of that do you do to be a better football player when it comes to memorizing game plans, seeing things on tape? I mean. Is, do you work on your mind like that as much as you work on the rest of your, your body?
3: Yeah, that's a great question, Mike, and the answer is yes, I do. I think that's a really important part of it. I think the recall is, is most important, and I train myself uh, starting as a younger player to put images in my mind when I break the huddle so that I can have that positive picture as I walk up the line of scrimmage. It's a matter of uh, seconds or split seconds, but having that, that positive thought that comes to your mind, whether it's something you saw in film, or whether it's a play from practice or a play from a previous game that kind of hits you as you walk the line of scrimmage has always been a, a positive part of my kind of pre snap routine. It's a, it's a very quick thing that happens, but I think it's something that's very important. The recall, like I said, is really, really important, not just for myself, but for the receivers and the pass catchers. Demonte has talked about uh, at times uh, remembering things from previous games all the way back to 2014 that we had talked about or signaled or gone over that has helped them in the moments or helped them when I give them, you know, an old signal. I look around and there's not many guys who know kind of the old uh, way, uh, the old uh, kind of language of signals. Uh, So him and I sometimes have our own stuff that kind of only him and I know because the signals that were used in the old offense and the ability to recall those things in the moment is is what makes our connection so special and and what makes uh, that part of the game a lot of fun.
0: So, Mike, um, you know, we all know he's smart. We all know he's uh, advanced, we'll say. Um, but I'll, I'll say this. I mean, he. I think also for what he's done on the field, he's also changed some culture off the field the way, you know, the, the upper management looks at players now, so to speak.
4: He has uh, a, a lot. Um, but when I played that clip this morning, I thought, so, so think of that. You know, Aaron Rodgers has always had a, a couple of these guys around him where he can pull back plays from 2014, right? Last year, yeah, right? you think he's, we, you know, he barely knew Romeo Dobbs from training camp. I mean, he can't, you've taken away half of his tricks, right? Yep. That's what Aaron Rodgers is dealing with. Maybe it'd be better if he was just played in the now right now, but that's what might be going on with some of his, you know, long moments before the snap. The other thing that is going on is this. Do you remember, Bill, you and I uh, were sitting, I think it was at Lambeau, and the Bears were, and now Josh Sitton uh, was playing for the Bears, and I think he was actually inactive. But Aaron Rodgers made a rare appearance two hours before the kick, specifically to stand there on the sidelines and talk to his old guard, Josh Sitton, for like 10, 20 minutes. Do you remember that? Mm
2: -hmm. Right, right.
4: And clearly what was going on was, all right, so what happened? What did they tell you at the end? Because that's what these guys do. And this is the classic moment you talk to Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews, uh, you know, a, a tremendous football player. It may be in the discussion for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And here he goes in the fall of 2018, which ended up being his last year, along with McCarthy, to getting cut over the telephone in the following March.
2: I want
1: that cash. Yeah. Now, um, no, I mean, it's not odd. I mean, it's, you know, I, I think going into year five of my rookie year, I had a, I had a deal. I mean, I had a year left. But, um, you know, obviously going into year 10 is a little different than year five. So I, I've got a good mind and how I, you know, envision the season. and you know, my future. So we'll see what that holds, if that means, you know, back here for a few more years or, or, or packing my bags, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean, it obviously was difficult.
4: I think everybody envisions playing, you know, their entire career out with one team, especially having
5: played a decade out there. But um, I was actually headed over there to get a workout in because it was a few days before free agency. They called and let me know that it just wasn't in the cards.
4: So moving forward, wish me the best of luck moving forward. And we wrapped up a 10-year career in about 30-second phone call.
0: Um, you know, and they did. And then that was one of the things that, Mike, that, you know, Aaron Rodgers took offense to, that after those years and the success they had, that it was a 30-second phone call that said, hey, don't worry about coming in. You're no longer a Green Bay Packer. Um, you know, some guys have gone out that way. Others have decided to say, you know, hey, I at least get a chance to say my goodbyes and such. But, you know, it's, it's uh, that's why I said I think the culture has changed.
4: I've heard some people say, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he'll probably wait until the Saturday before the Super Bowl to announce what he wants to do, quit, retire, come back to Green Bay, whatever. And I, I don't know, that's the night of the NFL Honors Show. But I do know this. There was one Super Bowl we were at. It was 2005. Packers weren't in it. But Donald Driver was down there doing some interviews. His assistant marketing guy, Brian Lammy, is with him. And somebody asked him during an interview, a, a Radio Road interview, like you're going to have dozens of next week, so do you think Brett's coming back? Cuz I don't know, I, and you know, I've talked to him. I don't, I don't think he's in it. I don't I don't think he's coming back. Now this is 2005. Brett Favre would play for three more years. But there was like 30 cameras waiting for Brett for Donald Driver when he landed back in Milwaukee. Like mm-hmm. what Favre's retiring? So Donald's been through that grind and you know when Tom Brady said he told people when he was 29 years old, I want to play till I'm 45. Aaron Rodgers has been telling people he wants to play to 40 which means that's one more year. Donald Driver wanted to play until he was 40. He got cut at age 38 after the 2012
2: season. I think it's a, at the end of the day, it's a business, right? I mean, there's, I don't think there's too many guys that would stay with one organization in their entire career. I, I was blessed to be one of those guys. Um, I had my conversation at the end of the year, and, and they said, hey, Donald, listen, we want to go on a different route. You're, you're 38, you're still playing at a high level. What's your plan? And I said, well, I, I have to look at the room. And, and I loved my receivers at the time, and I walked up and I told J.J. and Jordy and Cobb and Greg was leaving already, and I said, fellas, I'm going to retire. Um, I'm going to let you guys have the show. I'm going to walk away. And they did. They asked me to play other places. Um, Greg called me when he signed with Minnesota. Come play with me. And, and I told him, I said, I promised the fans that I would never wear another color. And so for that, I was able to walk away knowing that allowed my younger receivers get the get the limelight and, and show that they're talents. And so... I think when you stay around too long, um, I don't think you, you lose what you have, right? But I think you, don't, you lose the opportunity to give somebody else an opportunity. And for me, I, for me to walk away and Greg to leave, I think we gave, we gave Jordy, we gave Kyle, we gave James Jones the platform that they have today. Because I think if we stayed around like people do, right, the younger players never get the opportunity to show their talents. And so we were blessed to walk away from the game knowing that we've done everything for the Packers, and it was okay.
0: Let's do this. we got Mike Clemens on the line with us. Uh, Mike and I are going to be heading out to Arizona along with the rest of the staff coming up. We are broadcasting live at Stoley's Hog Alley, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We're in Oconomowoc. Terrific fish fry, terrific food, great atmosphere out here, newly renovated, beautiful, beautiful place. If you've been in here before and you come in here now, it's night and day, literally. It's just fantastic. So stop out and say hi. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show with Mike Clemens coming up after this. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio
2: Network.
3: In eighteen, in eighteen. to Jones coming across the field, and that's a fumble picked up by Devin White. White is inside the ten. And the Buccaneers already leading by 11 are set up again with another defensive takeaway. You know, it's a long season. You put so much into it. You know, we had our chances. They went up three scores. We battled back with a couple scores. Defense came up with some big turnovers. And, you know, we had a lot of chances.
0: Welcome back. Some painful memories there, without a doubt. Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live. We're at Stoley's Hog Alley out here in uh, Lake Country in Oconomowoc. and uh, they have got the Fish Fry Friday going on. There was a there was a wait to get into this place a little while ago, and uh, for the uh, for the lunch hour and get the fish fry. And now it's kind of cleared out a little bit, so they're going to make it, you know, again uh, more accommodating for those that want to get here a little bit early today for the uh, Friday night fish fry. Come on in. Looking forward to it. Mike Clemens brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel. Bay Motel in Green Bay, quiet and cozy and comfortable and just perfect for a family stay, perfect for a business stay, perfect just to, if you want to go up and kind of walk around a little bit and check out uh, maybe the uh, Packers Hall of Fame or something, the Bay Family Restaurant featuring Homestyle cooking seven days a week. That's the Bay Family uh, Bay Motel in Green Bay on South Military Avenue. Call them today, 920-494-3441. Or uh, just go online at BayMotelGreenBay.com. You can follow them on Facebook too, the Bay Motel. But nine two zero four nine four thirty four forty one. Mike Clemens joining us uh, yet again, and Mike, uh, boy, that was a there's a painful memory that you drudge up, huh? Well, and the thing about it, is,
4: Bill, is 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 how many of those memories you've had the last three or four years after Mike McCarthy's exit, and yet right. you see this Eagles team. And this Howie Roseman, man, this guys he's been with that organization 20 years, and somehow he has avoided, you know, taking the bullet from owner Jeff Lurie, who gives people time. I mean, he gave Andy Reid 14 years to try and get a Super Bowl trophy. You know, I remember covering him in 2005, and, you know, the whole week we were waiting for Terrell Owens to see if he can get the, the screws in his ankle to heal and be a target for Donovan McNabb but they lost to a Patriots team. Uh, but here, after winning the Super Bowl in 2017, with uh, you know Nick Foles falling, uh, filling in for Carson Wentz. They had some other injuries and still got all the way with great coaching and play calling with Frank Reich and, and with uh, uh, Doug Peterson. Now he's got this guy that was the offensive coordinator for the Colts. The Colts now looking for a replacement for Frank Reich for a head coach. And Nick Sirianni, there he is with the number one seed team, headed to the Super Bowl just five years later. But yet he's facing a Chiefs team with Andy Reid, that's been to the super bowl
3: three of the last four years as far as the chiefs
0: um
3: you know obviously they've been they've been really good for a long time great organization andy uh, coach Reed's a great coach um and patrick mahomes one of the best players in the world um you know travis kelsey chris jones they got they got good players everywhere and really good coaching so um you know we're just in our early stages of studying them um you know, you know, having a couple weeks here, we were in our. Yesterday was more of a review the game day and doing some of the logistics things, and then uh, with with everything. But then today, we're in our early stages of studying studying the Chiefs, and that's where that's where we are right now. But really good team, obviously, as you would expect, um, as as they're in the Super Bowl.
0: Uh, Mike, uh, you know there are more than a few players that are still holdovers from the last time the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Not many because they rotate rosters so frequently, but, uh, you know, a guy uh, or two from uh, from that team that's been to the AFC Championship game numerous times over on the AFC side of things with the Kansas City Chiefs, they know what it's like to play in those big games and to get to this point, and so, you, you know, these two franchises, not that far removed from Super Bowl titles, not that far removed from success, the Eagles did it a little bit different because they rebuilt it, tore it down, rebuilt it, and built it back up and got here, but, uh, real interesting between these two teams, uh, the, both paths to get to this far.
4: It looks like the Eagles, for the most part, after a 17-game um, regular season, they got a bye. Uh, they're doing okay injury-wise. Landon Dickerson, Lane Johnson, the offensive line should be good to go. Uh, Vontae Maddox is the, on defense is their corner slot guy. Now, he missed like the last three games with that toe injury. And then today, at, uh, Ben was telling me they showed him with a, a boot on his leg, uh, so they'll have to figure out what they're going to do with that if he can't go on the secondary. But uh, the, inter- the other interesting thing is the turnover in that locker room, the turnover with the coaches, and yet you're back in the Super Bowl. So like a guy like you know the tight end, Dallas Godert, who, who, he, he got drafted. He came on the year right after the last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and he's, he's talked about the turnover that he's seen on the roster.
0: You know, I looked up to all those guys. Um, Obviously, getting to the Super Bowl is the pinnacle of this sport. Uh, Winning the Super Bowl is the pinnacle of this sport. So, got to learn from a lot of guys that were here right after it. Got to hear uh, their stories, how amazing it was, things like that. So, it just made me even more hungry to uh, get there. And, you know, here we are. So there you go. Uh, And then you've got, you know, some guys uh, on these two rosters. Obviously, it's a very close tight-knit group. They know each other. They're familiar with one another. They've got stories and backstories and stuff. All that stuff's going to be explored this week as we get into Super Bowl week, you know?
4: A lot of good people, a lot of good players and coaches coming out of Mississippi the last several years. And one of them is A.J. Brown, who at the start of the year with the Titans, you thought, this is a possible AFC contender. Uh, but you know they didn't make it. The Bills didn't make it. It's the Chiefs again, and they've got a guy there named Willie Gay. Of course, their linebacker who's from Starkville, Mississippi, and the same town, same high school as AJ Brown, who the Eagles made that huge trade
2: for. And AJ talked about that. Truly a blessing to be on the biggest stage of football. I'm so blessed to to play this game and to know Willie and play high school ball with him. Competed against him college and growing up like five minutes. From where where we live, uh, from each other, it means everything. It means everything to the city of Starkville. I know they're proud of of both of us. We lived in the country, so uh, it just shows, like, to the kids, like you can make it out. You know, you can do whatever you want to do. You put your mind to it. You take take the right route.
0: You know, Mike, uh, when you really get down to the brass tacks of this, uh, both quarterbacks very, very good, but the quarterback that has the experience, obviously, is Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts coming into this with a lot of expectation, but Patrick Mahomes is a guy that's been there, done that, in many, many, many big situations. And So if you've got to go with the quarterback position, you kind of give the nod to Kansas City.
4: Yeah, and not only, you know, if you're playing tougher teams, but, you know, you've, you know, you've lost some of your key players, you know, uh, like Tariq Hill, who, you know, goes to the Dolphins. The other thing is that you're losing your own players. Like you lose three receivers early in the AFC championship game. So Patrick Mahomes says he knows, though, having this is like, you know, the third time he's been to this level, that he can lead a team in the fourth quarter, make a fourth quarter comeback now to win a Super Bowl if needed.
2: Uh, when you've been in some big games now, uh, a, a couple years in a row, you've learned from your mistakes. And I felt like the year before, I let one stake kind of compound into to two, three, or whatever it was. Whereas this game, this, this last one, instead of worrying about, man, I made a huge mistake and we probably could have had a good chance of not putting the game away, but giving ourselves a, a big lead, let's not magnify it. Let's just let's move on to the next play, continue what you were doing throughout the entire game. and. Um, we didn't necessarily have a lot of, a ton of yards after that, but I didn't make another mistake. And then whenever the time came, I was able to make a play in order to, to get us in the field goal range.
0: Mike, uh, you know, also when you get to the coaching side of things, Andy Reed, uh, been, you know, been there, done that, and there's, uh, injuries to consider and, and manipulation of the rosters obviously, who will and will not play, how much time do they need to get ready, I mean, game plans. But Andy Reid, uh, you know, he's kind of looking at a little bit of legacy too here, too. He's been to Super Bowls with both of these teams. Now he gets to face off against the Eagles. But if he gets another win, that boy, that, that really elevates you as a head coach.
4: Everybody treated the Eagles like a Cinderella team, and yet the guys that were actually watching the tape, you know, by September or October saying, man, that Eagles offensive line, my God. I mean, look how hard-hitting these guys are, and they just mm-hmm. kept winning games and winning games. So Andy Reid, though, I mean, he's losing a corner and three receivers in the AOC championship game. Listen to the list of injuries he's dealing with to go up against a tough physical team like the Philadelphia Eagles.
5: Um, injuries, uh, McCole Hardman uh, will not practice today. I, uh, he did a great job of playing in that game the other day. Uh, very courageous effort. And uh, my heart goes out to the kid because he, he busted his tail. He is hurting, though. Juju had, uh, has some knee swelling. He won't practice. Legerius Sneeds and the concussion protocol, he won't practice. And then uh, Kadarius Tony, he won't practice with the ankle sprain. But um, he's, he's close um, and doing well. Actually, did the walkthrough today. So, um, listen, we look forward to the challenge of playing... The Eagles, uh, good football team, great football team, and um, you know they've got tremendous talent. They've uh, got good coaching, and it's a it's a good organization. So, um, and I guess you don't get to this point unless unless that's the case. Uh, so that's uh, they're they really do a nice job.
0: Um, Mike, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Mike Clemens and I, Ben Kenny, chatting a little bit about this upcoming Super Bowl. Don't forget, we're going to be live there beginning tomorrow. We'll be live in the show all next week, but uh, we all land there tomorrow out in Phoenix, Arizona. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Another segment live at Stoley's Hog Alley out here in Oconomowoc. It's coming up Next.
4: Ready. This is the Bill Michael show on the
0: Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
3: Accepting a lifetime achievement Emmy, he said, "Just take 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are." Over to our two-day champion on the end, Scott. Did you come up with the correct response who wanted to kick that field goal? <laughs> That is a great question. It should be, should be, should be correct, but uh, unfortunately for this uh, this game today, that's incorrect.
0: Ah, oh, I remember that moment, and I remember just killing Matt LaFleur for kicking that damn field goal. Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. Welcome back to the program, and for those that are watching on the Bud Light livestream, we are broadcasting live at uh, Stoley's Hog Alley out here in Oconomowoc. Man, good, good stuff. Mike Clemens on the line. Mike, that was a, that was a, that was a moment in which we all kind of cringed a little bit, knowing Aaron Rodgers waiting to find out what he was, uh, what how he was going to respond to all of that that di- that night on Jeopardy.
4: And there was that line that Roger said uh, on Tuesday when he was talking about what he liked about Rich Versace. and he said, "You know, this is a guy who doesn't worry about whether players like him; he worries about whether they respect him, and that's actually mm-hmm. what players are looking for." And right. you 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 got to think that. That uh, Rogers is talking about probably Joe Barry. I mean that re- really kind of fits Joe's profile. Or if maybe you know, it's a it's, it's you know he's he's nodding to you know Matt Lafleur. Like you know you gotta you gotta be more aggressive with some of these guys if if we're ever going to get you know to the next level next year.
0: Mike, uh, I, I know we only got about a minute or two here, but as we uh, you know head to Super Bowl, and that's going to be certainly the story, but. The minute it's done, and Rodgers said he would respect the fact that the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs are really in the spotlight right now, but after that's done, my my guess is that the speculation is really going to begin to swirl as we get towards the end of the month and uh, as to what uh, the Packers are going to do, what Rodgers is going to do, when he's going to notify them. I I think we're then on, on Rodgers' watch, aren't we?
4: Yeah, but uh, also you notice the things that Rodgers has said and the things that have been thrown out there from ESPN – and there's been no response from the Packers. Nothing. But you know right. something? The people keep forgetting. Brian Gutekunst holds a lot of the cards in this. Between the contract he's got, between what he knows about Jordan Love's potential, and then the calls that, that they're, they are getting, the offers that they're getting, to see if they want to pick up you know a couple of first-round and second-round picks for either Aaron Rodgers or maybe even for Jordan Love. Who knows if there's somebody desperate out there. But for the game... You know, it's it's this really powerful young group of guys uh, with the Eagles under a second-year head coach up against the, the most experienced head coach outside of Belichick and Andy Reid. But Andy Reid's got, you know, McCole Hardman. That was the guy who was supposed to replace Tariq Hill. Now, Hill was faster. I, I saw a tape of Hill beating him in practice, and those two guys used to argue. But Hardman's only 24 years old, but you know, right. he's been out since week nine, and now – He's not going to be in the game, according to what Andy Reid said with this pelvis injury. So, you know, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes against a very physical Eagles team with not all his weapons.
0: Mike, uh, I'm looking forward to heading out to Arizona. We are uh, going to be meeting up at the airport in a short period of time. But uh, anything in particular that uh, fans that are going to be listening all next week are going to want to look for when it comes to you and I?
4: I think that we're going to get to hear more legends of football uh, come back to this Super Bowl because nobody was at Tampa few came out to L.A., but that's what I'm hearing is that a lot of the more of the Legends Hall of Famers will come to visit us in Arizona, and that's going to be great.
0: It should be good. My pleasure as always. I'll see you at the airport in a bit, bud. I'll be the one on the Hawaiian shirt. All right, that'll do it. Hey, thanks to the staff and management and everybody here at Stoley's Hog Alley. Thanks to Jeff and Alicia. They're such great people. Keep supporting this business. After the renovation, I said this building is beautiful and I can't wait for the summer to get here to get upstairs on the deck. The food is awesome. It is a Friday fish fry, perch, walleye, lighter fare as well. They have shrimp, they have clam chowder, you name it. And they've got great food all the, throughout the rest of the week and it's a lot of fun. Thanks to them for having us out here. Thanks to all of you for participating and hanging out with us. Time for us to go. The next time we talk, we will be in Phoenix, Arizona, live from Radio Row, uh, bringing you all the fun and frivolity of Super Bowl 57. Time for us to go. Have a go. one. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate,
4: subscribe.